Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, the world changed for me today. And I don't think there ever will be a task that I do going forward that I will look at the same. Full details after the intro. Today's episode is packed with stories. They're buzzing in the tech sphere. Have you ever pondered the convergence of healthcare and e-commerce? Amazon sure has, and they're doubling down on their healthcare bet with a new offering for Prime members. Then we'll shift gears to a court ruling that's sure to spark debate, a decision automakers aren't overstepping privacy boundaries by storing your text and call logs. Meanwhile, Apple is bracing for a sea change across the European app landscape with side-loading and the App Store fortress walls poised to crumble under the new regulations. And speaking of Apple, they're almost grappling with a hefty 14.3 billion euro tax bill that could shake up their European saga even more. So plug in, power up, and prepare to dive deep into these stories and more. You're listening to the Geek News Central Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Todd Cochran. Get ready for episode 1705 for Thursday, November 9th. A big shout out to our primary sponsors at GoDaddy.com, powering our geekly endeavors. Grab their jaw-drapping deals at GeekNewsCentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. And hey, to all of our listen listeners, you're the real MVPs. Back us at GeekNewsCentral.com forward slash insider by becoming a Geek News Central insider. Feeling the buzz? We're lit and live. Yes, lit and live with those fresh modern apps from PodcastApps.com. Join our value for value movement just by hopping onto a fresh podcast app. And to all our amazing listeners out there, a big virtual hug. Dive into our digital hub at geeknewscentral.com. Get on board and don't forget to follow or subscribe via your favorite podcast app represented there on the right-hand column of the website. Sign up for our newsletter while you're there as well. You can slide into our chat room at geeknews.chat. We've got the social interact integration going on. And of course, if you have Facebook, you can ping me through, you can ping me there or via email at geeknews at gmail.com or catch me on X at geeknews. Of course, we want to thank our longtime sponsor here at Geekness Central, GoDaddy, their longest running continuous sponsor of a podcast for their continued support of the show. And I think today we're going to do them some serious justice because I am about to change your life. <laughs> we'll talk about that immediately following the GoDaddy introduction. Go over to GoDaddy. This is where savings begin. Get a penny. I have a penny. Get a new domain name. Just a penny for a new domain name. Yes, a penny. Or $1.99 a month economy hosting for the first year with a free domain. $1.99 a month economy hosting for the first year. $2.99 a month managed WordPress hosting for the first year with a free domain as well. Two of the best hosting deals in the known universe where you can score a free domain with either one of those purchases. Or a free child go to any website builder, your choice of personal business or business plus plans, a one-month free trial. All our GoDaddy promo codes are there for you to use. Share with your friends, family members, people that you know. We want to make sure that we spread the savings to everyone that needs it. This is the time, this is going to be the time to consider starting a new business. The world is about to change dramatically. And you need a plan B, a backup plan, backup plan. Get online, start a website, become an expert in your area on a new product or service, whatever it may be. Get over to geeknesscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy, lock in the savings where the savings start here and pick up a GoDaddy product or service. 
We want to thank GoDaddy for being a longtime sponsor of the podcast. And we appreciate your ongoing support. So, what was earth-shattering? Pretty simple. I alluded to it in the last episode. This morning, I woke up about 5.45. And I don't know why, but I usually go straight for the coffee pot. I didn't. I went to the computer. And uh, sitting there in my pajamas, logged on, and fate would have it, the chat GPT window was open. I did a refresh, and lo and behold, there's something in there that says explore. And I clicked on this explore button, and this, this menu item said create a GPT. I said, huh, what is this? So I sat there for the next two and a half hours, realizing I had to get in a shower to get to the office. I'd run out of my 50 tokens because I was testing. I could barely contain myself. I got the off I got in here to the office. I knew that I had three hours before I could play again. I got my email done, got a couple of meetings in. And then I dug into this thing, this this GBT creator. I I I have really no words, except in a course of about four or five hours, I built a Blueberry Podcasting Product and Support Seeker GPT. And I tested it multiple ways. I dumped data into it. I played around. And ultimately, I came up with something that I'm ready to put it on our support page. I'm ready to have an embed to put it on the website to say, use me, ask questions. And I guess I don't want to show it on screen. Because if I showed it to you now before other, I I just, the main thing I want to say here is this takes a little work. But once it's dialed in and once you have it understanding what you want it to do, it just does it and does it very well. And you put constraints on it and you tell how you want it formatted and you tell it what to put if it doesn't have an answer. There's all these things. And the best part is, I didn't have to delete one and start over. I removed some context, and it got better. I will, every task, every, you're going to find this hard to believe. Every task that I do going forward, I'm going to probably first run through my mind, is there a GPT I can build for this reoccurring task? Is there something I can build? We talked about these AI assistants. I told those were going to be words that were going to become very synonymous with your vocabulary. This is close. And if it's this good, when it's this dumb, the world, I'm looking at, I'm looking at four things. And I'll just, I'll just read what I call them. List converter. Content craft. Summarizer. Those are, those are four. Well, three of the four. The other one's a blueberry one that I built today that essentially I've got everything. I've got the scripts. I've got the constraints. I've got the source in there. And all I have to do now is use it for what it's intended for. 
It's going to be like this menu system that's going to be sit here on a sidebar that I'll click and I'll be able to put something into it and it's going to give me the output that I want. The summarizer was the hardest one by far to get it the way I wanted it to summarize what I needed to have summarized. And that there, there won't be a one-size-fits-all summarizer. There won't be a one-size-fits-all content craft. So, for me, what I feel is there's going to be some stuff that I do on a reoccurring basis that is just, I, I've referred to it before, the thunking, the thunking of general grind stuff that you just do again and again and again. And now, as long as the source information that I put in doesn't change dramatically, I'll get the output that I want every time organized and I'm not even pushing it real hard right now. I have some other big ideas. Um, one of the ideas that I might work on this weekend is something to help with show prep. I love Kirk to death, but it may not be too long where this platform, me giving it enough inputs might be able to build show prep for me someday. I don't think it's going to do it now. I don't think it's quite there yet. It gets overloaded on big queries of URLs. So that's something that could come some at some point. But it's just every little thing that I think about in what I do that is time-consuming if I can get five minutes back here, 10 minutes back here, 20 minutes back here, if I can get that time back using these tools, and again, it has to be something that's a consistent brain drain, right? You're just not going to do, this is not going to, you know, right now I'm not satisfied with the response of the email stuff. A lot of this personalized, you know, it, it, that is what it is. But some of these reoccurring, repetitive tasks. Um, and I just think about some of the stuff for the company. As soon as I can give it a URL, I don't have to ask my devs to, to go build me a report. I can say, go to this page, pull this, 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 this information on a daily basis, a weekly basis, monthly basis, whatever it is, Build me a chart. I can have day-to-day -day business intelligence that I've never had access to before that it would require a large amount of dev time, which they do. They build me charts and outputs all the time. But a lot of this data is available in raw format right in our system. Make, I have them build me a little interface where I can just see it. This can go out and grab it and get it. It's just this kind of stuff. So when I tell you that my world changed today, I'm not kidding. This, this to me is, and we're just at, you know, four days, three days, four, three days since it's been announced and I'm gobsmacked. I'm literally gobsmacked. A friend of mine heard my call, heard my uh, podcast over the new media show well, from, from yesterday, called me today and said, dude, you know, what you're talking about, it was specifically about a certain a podcast that I, I finally revealed. He says, that, that's, that's the best show on the internet right now. And... Um, I just, it's just, you know, it's one of those things. And, um, and 
what I accomplished today. And most of this stuff was personally related. I did in the app, some I did late in the afternoon after work before the show. And I, I'm about fried to be honest with you. And, but in, at the same time, uh, the world changed it. This is uh task I'm due going forward. will will be, will never be looked at in the same way. So for a tool, for a tool that costs $20 a month, 20, $20 a month. Why is my phone buzzing? $20 a month. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty gobsmacked. I, I really, really am, uh, of, of the value of this. And this is just, this again, this is just round one. And I can already say about 10 things I want this thing to do. So, all right. I get your attention. I hope so. This is a real deal. What do you think of that intro? What did you think of that intro today? Pretty good, huh? I didn't write it. <laughs> Kirk didn't write it. Chat GPT wrote it. I gave it go I gave it four URLs. I say go go look at these articles and write me an intro. <laughs> That's what it did. All right. Amazon. And, and and we got a stack of stuff here. So we're, we're we're gonna I better get going. Amazon Prime members will be accessed US healthcare provider one medical suit of benefits for a fee. Not free, fee. Uh looks like it's gonna be nine dollars per month or ninety-nine dollars a year. And this is where basically you can do access to an unlimited on-demand virtual healthcare via one medical. Now They'll be able to schedule in-person appointments. They'll also, you also can pay um, that you'll either pay for by yourself or will be covered by insurance. So if you need to go actually go in and see a doc, they can, they can make you that, that happen. So, you know, maybe this is going to be a start of a, because we never get in to see a doc, right? You only go to ready care or go in to see your provider, but you know, maybe getting access to someone. What is going on over here? Um, getting access to somebody to, to just talk to, uh, to see if you should go to another appointment. It's pro- it, it might be worth it for a lot of folks. I, you know, my doctor, it's, uh, you know, if I want to get an appointment, uh, you know, cross my fingers. So that's coming. Now, I didn't know this was a thing. Honda, Toyota, Volkswagen, and General Motors were all facing charges and separate related class action lawsuits that all claim they violated state privacy laws. The cases were all dismissed in court earlier this year and the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit decided this week they weren't going to reopen the case. But here's what the deal is. Your car automatically and without your authorization Intercept, record, download, store, and are capable of transmitting text messaging call logs that you have made. It stores your data. It stores your text messages that you have received. It stores logs of who you have called, and you cannot delete it. It's in the vehicle. But dun da 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 should not come as a surprise. There's a third-party platform out there that can get access to stuff. I think they have to actually have access to your vehicle to do it. But they can download that data. So even if the text message is deleted from your smartphone, specifically in the Honda vehicles, according to this article, it retains a copy of onboard memory even after the smartphone is disconnected. Now, the plaintiffs originally accused Honda of Washington public, basically Washington privacy violations, but uh, this, got, this got thrown out. So just be known. 
just be known that uh, your cars might be storing your messages and your call logs. Makes you think about what you, I mean, we've all attached to our vehicles, right? Makes you think about that, right? Apple's preparing to open up for sideloading from third-party app stores in Europe. New statements buried within its most recent financial filings show. The company expects to make further business changes in the future, including as a result of legislative initiatives impacting the app store, says Apple. Europe's Digital Marketing Act limits what the biggest tech firms such as Apple can get away with by setting out a series of obligations they must meet. And again, it will, this regulation will require Apple to open up the App Store to rivals. Under the DMA, Apple could eventually also be forced to open up payments, open up messaging apps, be forbidden from shipping apps preloaded, make some of those changes by, and they have to make many of these changes by March of 2024. Apple, though, says it may have to make other changes to bring its business into line with the DMA and global wave of litigation and investigations relating <coughs> excuse me, to the App Store. It says it already applied changes to its business practice to meet regulatory demands, including in how developers tell consumers about alternative purchasing mechanism. Now, Apple may be making some changes to their developer program. Instead of $99 a year in Europe, maybe that developer program just to build an app is going to get more expensive. So here's what happens. And this is what I fully expect. Apple's going to get paid one way or the other. One way or the other, they are going to get paid. They will make app developers that are that sideload they will make them pay large. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. This is what I fully expect over time with that. So we'll keep an eye on it, all right? Meanwhile, EU regulators say Apple should be on the hook for that $14.3 billion tax bill that it got waived recently. Giovanni Puccherzella Advocate General of the European Court of Justice, the EU's highest court, said on Thursday the landmark decision quashing EU's order for Apple to pay 14.3 billion euros in back taxes should be set aside. But the general court, the EU's second highest court, that while it supported EU's right to investigate national tax arrangements, Brussels failed to show that Apple had received an illegal economic advantage. Okay, now this is where it comes in. I think there was a, a typo there. Quash, oh, the quashing the EU order. The EU order was from Brussels in 2020. So basically, they set aside the general court second highest. He, set, he is suggesting that the final arbiter set aside the, uh, the high court ruling from 2020 and make Apple pay. So that's where that comes in. And usually these types of recommendations is what happens. So uh, now that, not that Apple can't afford it, but uh, the European keeps digging their, their hand deeper and deeper into companies' pockets here in America. It happens a lot right now. It's, uh, you know, it's like a, a, you know, the tax to do business there. Space Force turns a Falcon Heavy for the space plane's seventh mission. The X-37B Mission 7 will launch on SpaceX Falcon Heavy on December 7th. So uh, they didn't go with United Launch Alliance for whatever reason. Uh, there is an indication that this may be the heaviest lift that SpaceX has ever done. Um, the Falcon Heavy is capable of lifting a heavier payload and can put nearly 141,000 pounds into Earth's low orbit or a little over 58,000 pounds into Geosignus transfer orbit. Compared with the Falcon 9, can lift just over 50,000 pounds. So uh, what does this space plane weigh? So apparently this, this is going to be a heavy lift for them uh, to get them to the orbit they need to be. 
So again, December 7th, we'll see the, uh, the launch out of the Cape on Falcon Heavy. So there's a kind of a cute article over at makeusub.com. What would happen to Bitcoin and crypto without the internet? Well, without the internet, most of us would probably, I think the world would melt down. I think Bitcoin and crypto might be the last things we would worry about if the internet went out. But uh, yeah, if the internet was not available, cryptocurrencies would not exist without the internet. They rely on the internet for secure and direct transactions and to ensure the integrity of the blockchain database. I, I run a, a blockchain for my umbral. I run a blockchain node here in the studio on a Raspberry Pi. I get all the blockchain updates. So uh, that machine has quit on me a couple of times over the weekend, come in on a Monday and have to reboot it. And it spends 24 to 30 hours catching up to get synced. And that's what it's all about. It's about being able to recover. And really, only one, you know, probably more than that, but typically you, you all you need is one good node to really recover the entire the blockchain. So, um, yeah, it would be bad if the internet went out. Bitcoin would, would go down. Meanwhile, and I don't know, some of these articles seem old, but... It's just being announced. Russian hackers disrupted the Ukrainian electrical grid last year. So I don't think this should come as a surprise. The attack that happened last year was the first time it happened since 2017 where they were able to shut the power off. So I guess that's just being released. I'm surprised it hasn't happened more since the war. In a real cool article, the next over at the nextweb.com, have you ever heard of ocean heat tech that could be transferred into energy? Well, this is something kind of cool. It's a renewable that you probably never heard of. And what it does is it takes the heat from the surface of the ocean, transfers that heat down to a depth where the, the temperature changes at least 20 degrees and they, or maybe 20 degrees centigrade, 20, something like that. And then what that does is that uh, what's called OTEC, O-T-E-C, um, Ocean Thermal Energy Conversion, can basically uh, create an almost uninterruptible and long-lasting amount of power. And they say that if, you know, if, it was, if all it was harnessed around tropical islands that uh, there could be a, a massive amount, 2,000 gigawatts globally um, annually that could be created. But the problem is it's very, very expensive to launch. Um, there's two small demonstration plants currently feeding energy to the grid, a 100 kilowatt one in Hawaii and another one similar size facility in Japan. And... Uh, but that's only enough energy for about a hundred or so households. So uh, some new folks are coming on the scene. They're going to be looking at building this energy on barges because they basically have to have the piping, apparently whatever this piping is uh, that where the energy transference happens is very, very expensive, like $3 million if you go straight down. So, you know, $3 million for a hundred homes, that's pretty cheap in the long run. But, um, yeah, the cold water, actually 750 meters, which is, that's a big difference. That's 20, what, 22, 2300 feet. So, uh, significantly long pipe. And, uh, but anyway, link will be up in the show notes for you to check out. And another company's taking a shot of this out of Europe. It's a UK based company. Interesting story. If you're using the Brave browser and using the free Lego, Leo AI, well, the model they're using for that is pretty weak and it's really susceptible to getting answers wrong. So if you're going to be using the Brave Leo AI, uh, you may want to pay for the $15 per month to use it. But that seems pretty steep, 15 bucks a month for an AI for a search engine. Meanwhile, this morning, 
OpenAI's ChatGPT was horribly slow. I couldn't get stuff to save. Kept click, 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 click. Finally cleared up this afternoon. But it may have been part of an ongoing denial of service attack. ChatGPT and its APIs experienced a major outage due to a denial of service. Ended up a share late yesterday. OpenAI revealed the outage was caused by a normal traffic pattern. The hacker group Anonymous Sudan has taken credit for the outage. The hackers claim to target OpenAI for several reasons, including being an American organization, as well as for its alleged cooperation with Israel and its anti-Palestinian stance. So uh, this is a geopolitical motivated hacking group. But uh, yeah, the, their service runs slow even this morning. You know that sphere they built in Las Vegas? Well, they reported a 98.4 million loss in the, in the first fiscal quarter ending after September 30th. Don't know what's going on there. Uh, I don't know what their business model is, but uh, apparently their CFO quit. He resigned after getting yelled at by the CEO, apparently. So, uh, you know, when you lose $98 million, you're under a lot of pressure to make the numbers work. How, have you, how many of you like those LED strips? The ones I've bought before is from uh, Wise, W-Y-Z-E. It's the ones that makes the cameras. I, I like their LED strips. But apparently Kia is taking on uh, competitors and they're going to be coming up with their own LED strip. Uh, Kia Traction, this is going to be in Europe, I guess, uh, is uh, around 30 euros for a 13-foot long LED strip. You can, of course, you can cut it down to the length needed. Now, again, I, I'm partial. I like the wise ones, W-Y-Z-E. I do like that, uh, their product. Zoom might just have got you out of joining tedious long video calls for good. Good. Zoom will let you send pre-recorded videos. So this is interesting. Zoom clips available globally allows users to record, edit, and share short-form video messages to colleagues. And better still, clients and contacts outside the organization. The company says it hopes this will teams cut down on the number of meetings they take part in. Uh, once the presenters crafted their video, they can amend sharing settings to ensure it reaches the right people within the right time frame. The platform is also building analytics to its clips, allowing the presenter to verify that all the intended recipients have watched the video. Colleagues are able to interact with the video by means of reacting, commenting, which can further reduce the need to hop on a call. So uh, that's pretty cool. I wonder if uh, sending clips to prospective clients would work too, because I get so many demo requests. Now, the Humane AI pin has launched. The startup founded by former Apple design engineering team, Erman Shadrai and Bethany Bangerano excuse me if I pronounced that wrong, has officially launched its long-awaited AI pin. Device can magnetic clip on the clothing. It'll cost $699 with a, 24 month, with a $24 month subscription, which will come with unlimited data and phone calls. The company also said it would partner with T-Mobile and Microsoft and OpenAI for AI technology. The device will be at order on November 16th. So this is something you, you wear 24 hours a day. And it keeps track of everything that you talk about and you do. And um, so it's interesting. The device is screenless and people interact with it via voice, touchpad, gesture, or by holding up objects. It also features a laser projector that can emit text onto the user's hand. So $6.99 for the super nerds out there. Not for me at any time soon. Spotify, and I hope none of you listen to this show on Spotify. Use one of those newfangled podcast apps at podcastapps.com. Get yourself a modern podcast app and join our value for value revolution. Spotify's redesigned TV app works more like your phone with personalized playlists, frequency, listen to content, and more, including audiobooks. About 200,000 audiobooks are now on Spotify. If you're a Fitbit fan, Fitbit has removed its product from nearly 30 countries to align with the Pixel. So if you live in Croatia, Czech Republic, Estonia, Hungary, Lativa, Lithuania, Luxembourg, Poland, Portugal, Romania, Slovakia, Hong Kong, Korea, Malaysia, Thailand, Philippines, Argentini, Argentina, excuse me, Chile, 
Colombia, Costa Rica, Ecuador, Guatemala, Mexico, Panama, Paraguay, Peru, Puerto Rico, and Venezuela. So no more Fitbit there. So just be aware. You know, a lot of smart technologies point where you can come up and unlock stuff with your phone and, you know, there's all kinds of functions, right? But two of the world's largest lock manufacturers are working with Apple, Google, and Samsung and others to build an open standard for controlling digital access to our homes and offices. So they've teamed up with Schleg, uh, which is actually Alijan, Asa Abaloy, which is Yale, Paul Common NPX to build an open standard for smart locks and digital keys using devices like your smartwatch or your smartphone. Launching Thursday, the effort is called Aliro, A-L-I-R-O. And if you ever enjoyed using Apple's home key tech on your watch or phone, unlock your door, you'll be excited about this new standard. So maybe, maybe we'll see something announced at, uh, at CES. We will see. In fact, the CES chat is live on our, our Slack channel and people are checking in and who's going to be there. So, so far, Kirk is going to be at CES. I will be at CES. The Gadget Professor will be at CES and the team, um, Scott and his folks, uh, will be there as, as well from F5 Live. So, uh, looks like we've got the team back together and CES is a go. I've got my airline tickets and hotel booked. So uh, plan on attending uh, CES in January. Google Play tightens up rules for Android app developers to require testing and increase app review. And this is just, you know, Google's trying to, to tighten it down. T- today, the company says now require new Android developers, personal accounts to test their app with a minimum of 20 people for, two, for at least two weeks prior to publication. Additionally, plans to increase its investment in the app review process. Warning and potential slowdowns and approvals for a small, small number of apps as these changes roll out. According to Google, developers use this testing tools have on average three times the amount of app installs in user engagement. So, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with, with this. Maybe we'll get better apps on Android. Samsung is, as well, teasing a native mobile AI experience headed to the Galaxy S24. And it's, it's with a feature called AI Live Translate Call, which will be integrated into Samsung's native phone app. Samsung is promis- promising on-device audio and text translation as you speak with the Live Translate feature. That's curious. Hmm. It's going to translate calls? What What is that going to be? Uh, well, we will see. Sounds a little, a little hokey to me. Ways, W. Actually, WAZE, WAZE, W-A-Z-E, can help you stay off accident-prone roads. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really not happy with where WAZE has got um, or WISE. Um, I I just, uh, it's it's not, they really, Google's really bastardized this thing in a a big, big way. I'm just not just not a fan right now of it, sadly. Watch out for those robots. And very, very distressing news. A robot crushes a man to death after mistaking him for a box. This happened in South Korea. A tragedy occurred on Wednesday at a vegetable sorting facility. The industrial robot is designed to lift boxes of vegetables and place them on a pallet, but his employees from company but as an employee from the company that made the machine ran checks on it, the robot suddenly pushed him against a conveyor belt, crushing his face and chest. Oh, my God. So, um, apparently this was the guy that built the robot. Uh, watch out for him. They're going to get us. Sadly, this gentleman passed away. Elon Musk Starlink is going to get a satellite license in India. So the Indian government has expressed satisfaction with the response received by Starlink on data storage and transfer regulations. So uh, that's big news. They're going to offer satellite-based voice messaging and data communication services in India. Of course, the FCC continues to hold up Starlink here in the United States because every carrier in existence is trying to prevent him from coming live with his ability to communicate with cell phones, specifically T-Mobile. So. Uh, 
You know, it's just the game these companies are playing. No word on this yet, but Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak is in a hospital. The 73-year-old was in Mexico City attending the World Business Forum. Apparently, uh, <coughs> Woz fainted Wednesday afternoon at the event. So we'll see what uh, what else we can hear. But um, uh, we wish Waz well and hope everything's okay. I've got heartburn bad tonight. The Tums not doing it. A little H2O, try to put the fire out. Acid reflux from sitting too long. Capitol Hill budget battle may limit initial funding for some national security space launch missions. Of course, what's going on in Congress and them unable to figure out their budgets and so forth. But the U.S. System, US Space Systems Command revealed the details of the latest batch of launch contracts. This makes marks the fifth and final year of Phase 2 National Security Space Launch Service Task Order. Among the 21 missions have been assigned to ULA and SpaceX, only eight are anticipated ordered under a continuing resolution scenario, according to U.S. Space Systems Command. That's too bad because, you know, what we put up in the, and when you read these, NRO, GPS-3, SDA, so NRO, National Reconnaissance Office, GPS-3 is a GPS satellite. Replacement for one is probably going bad. A USSF. That's, you know, some sort of science foundation launch. So uh, lots of stuff here that um, may or may not go because of the budget. Apple may start working on its first OLED iPad Pro soon. We've heard about this already. Uh, maybe production entering as soon as February 2024. And um, so we'll see. I, I, you know, I, OLED, I, I love OLED screens. So uh, brighter than life type screens. I just absolutely adore them. Uh, looking forward to seeing that type of product come out. A new combined Disney Plus and Hulu app will get a test launch in December. So uh, prepare for that for those of you that use those apps. Microsoft next Windows 10 update could see Copilot come to a billion or more users. And uh, despite being released in July of 2015 and supplanted by a newer version, Windows 10 is still estimated to have around a billion users, making a huge potential user base of Microsoft Copilot. Um, do they say how much it's going to cost? For just general Joe Mill people, I don't know. Uh, time will tell, but Windows 10 will get an update. NASA exoplanet hunting telescope spies eight super-Earths. The, new the newly discovered planets might help to solve a stubborn cosmic puzzle. The majority of those planets, which set just 5,500 in total, have been identified by the Kepler Space Telescope. But for the last few years, NASA has been steadily adding new alien worlds to our growing planetary catalog with the cosmos. Using a statistical method to comb through Tessa's large quantity of data on the night sky, a group of scientists at the University of New South Wales have reported on the potential discovery of eight new exoplanets plus more. Each one of these planets considered to be a super-Earth. Um, so why do we need the statistical tools? Uh, they explained that transit methods can only provide the radius of an orbiting body. What if a planet-sized star such as a brown or red dwarf is in orbit. Shammers usually work out the mass of transiting objects using a method called radial velocity, which is where an orbiting body exerts a gravitational pull on its home star. The results start doing a little dance or wobble, and that's what they detect. So anyway, I'll have the link up in the show notes about this if you want to read deeper into it. Again, more AI. Apple's AI-powered Siri Assistant could land as soon as WWDC 2024. Fresh rumors said it could be the standard for the iPhone 16. So again, rumor control, rumor control. For those of you in the UK, the Royal Mail website put users at risk due to a major security flaw. A report from Cyber News uncovered the flaw. The site's been offline for months now. The publication suggests the company has either addressed the issue or is currently working on it. <laughs> if it's offline, I think they're still working on it. 
The flaw in question is called an open redirect vulnerability, a relative common flaw among web apps that require user-generated inputs like a URL, for example, to redirect them to a different page. So uh link will be up in the show notes. Don't think anyone was hacked, but it had a flaw. If you have a Lego account, Lego fans told to change your passwords right now following a serious cyber attack. Someone's been selling other people's Lego assets on BrickLink. So uh, I guess BrickLink is a Lego-owned marketplace where users can buy and sell Lego parts, sets, and mini figurines, and it's been a victim of serious cyber attack. And uh, they've received a uh, threat and ransom demand, prompting to shut its systems down out of abundance of caution. And your fan, why don't they just reset everybody's account? I think that would be the smart thing to do, right? And big news that popped a couple of days ago. We know that Meta is requiring political advertisers to mark when deep fakes are used, a.k.a. when you've used AI at all. And uh, so this should not be expected. An announcement Meta said this include changing what somebody has said in a video, altering images or footage of real events, and depicting real-looking people who do not exist. Uh, you should be notified when adverts have been marked as digitally changed. Advertisers do not have to declare when small changes are made, such as cropping or color correction, unless such changes are consequential or material to the claim. So, uh, again, don't be doing deep fakes, and I think that's you know easier said than done. It's being rumored and NVIDIA could have a big surprise for CES with a rumored trio of new RTX Super Graphics cards. And they have a special event, the revelation of new RTX 47 and 4080 supermodels, question mark. But again, they have a special event almost every year, so I don't read too much to any of this. Remember Snap, Snapchat? Anybody still use that? Snap lays off 20% of managers to speed up decision-making, but it's not going to discontinue any of its products. They still have products? Wow, they do $1.19 billion? Wow. I didn't realize Snapchat was such a thing still. Omegle, O-M-E-G-L-E. Omegle is shut down after 14 years of random chat. Some people use the service to commit unspeakable, heinous crimes, its founder admits. Whoa, what is that? And uh, this guy was 18 when he launched it. Oh, I guess it's been a magnet for pedophiles. Oh, this is not good. So anyway, they're pulling Omegle down. The users include minors because while the website is technically meant for use by people, the order is no age verification in place. Ugh. Watch what your kids are using out there, please. And your grandkids. Microsoft won't let you close OneDrive in Windows without you explaining it first. So if you try to quit OneDrive, it asks you, I do not want OneDrive running all the time. I don't know what OneDrive is. I do not use OneDrive. That's me. I am trying to fix a problem with OneDrive. I'm trying to speed up my computer. I get too many notifications. Other, you can only quit if you answer their question. I think I would say other. But I guess it's irritating a lot of people. It wouldn't be too. If I ask you to quit, you quit. Don't make me explain why I'm quitting you. Amazon makes fresh grocery deliveries and pickups available to everyone. Prime members will stick at exclusive deals in store. I don't have anything. I don't have a fresh store anywhere near me. Although I do appreciate ordering my groceries on the Meyer app and being able to roll up and text them that I'm here and they roll out with my groceries. It's better to shop when you're not hungry, I like to shop right from the house. I walk over to the refrigerator, I look, walk to the pantry, I look, look. You, know, you just do my, you know, and that way I don't overorder. Because for a while there, it's going for, you know, I would go to the grocery store and I would say, oh, I need a hamburger helper or I need stuffing or I need, you know, whatever. You know, and I would end up with 10 boxes of stuff. So now I'm, you know, being more smart. I don't have a lot of pantry area. I can't store five years of food. YouTube pages are getting a TikTok-like for you feed. Lovely. Just more time to waste. And that brings us, ladies and gentlemen, to the end of the show today. And I tell you, 
But here's the plan. Here's the plan, fans. You thought I was going to say stand, didn't you? Here's the plan, fans. I have a show on Monday. Then I go on travel. And there'll be no show on Thursday. Then there will be a show on Monday, audio only. No show for Thanksgiving. And then I'll be back with you the following week on Monday. Again, audio only. And uh, finally, ultimately, I'll be back here December 7th, around that time frame. But again, um, mostly audio-only shows. So what I'll be doing after the show on Monday is the video feed will also get an audio version of the show. I won't leave those of you hanging that are only listening to to um to the show on uh on video uh th- so I'll, I'll cross post it in both feeds um that way uh that way you won't miss uh, an episode uh, when I'm non video and I'm just doing audio only so uh that's going to wrap it up i hey again if you've got comments about today's show uh, you know again life life changing day for me you know, it, this is one of those things where you're going to put up in the history of, oh, my God, what did I just discover? And I hope that you guys get a chance and are as astonished as I am. It's not going to it's not going to. Wash your pants. OK, it's not going to do that. You're still going to have to do the work, but you can work smarter and save time and gain a little time back. That's the key. That's the key to this. All right. Okay. It's my my pleasure to bring you the show. I thank you all for being here. And we'll be back Monday with another edition of the podcast. Everyone take care. Be safe. And uh, make sure you are subscribed to my new podcast channel, Beyond the Office. The link is in the show notes. Second video is up there. Probably we'll start working on a third here at some point. Have a couple of ideas. But uh, uh, get over there and hit the hit the subscribe and the notification button. Meanwhile, continue to uh, to listen here again, kind of off the wall again, beyond the office. It's it's just going to be a variety of topics, no specific theme at this point, and uh, just whenever my brain wants to to spew, I'll, I'll spew a little more, uh, even more than I do here, and a more focused topic. But uh, thank you for all being part of the family here, and we'll see you back here on Monday. Be safe, take care of one another, and uh, I'm out. All right, bye-bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.